Welcome to the ProcureTech podcast, bringing insight and inspiration into how digital technology is shaping our profession. I'm your host, James Meads, tea drinker, expat, and definitely not your typical consultant. Yes, welcome to another episode of the ProcureTech podcast. And in today's episode, I've got a really good one for you. And I first came across these guys at a trade fair in London in March in what seems now like a parallel world almost. And what blew me away when I first met them and when they started explaining what their product does was just how much administrative work and sort of time-sucking work this tool could potentially take away from procurement departments as part of the sourcing process. And it's tools like this that I love when I get to hear about them because I'm all about productivity and efficiency and getting something done in the shortest possible time. So when I understood how this worked and what it could do, I was really, really blown away. So if you, just like me, are not really familiar with how AI works and some of the capabilities and functions that it can do on behalf of humans these days, I think you're going to find this episode fascinating, just as I did when the guys explained to me at eWorld how this tool functions. So Benoit Larieux from Silex, welcome to the show. Bonjour et bienvenue. Bonjour. Thank you very much for having me today. <laughs> That's almost the limit of my French. I can just about <laughs> survive there for a few days ordering food and drink, but uh, that's pushing my limits. <laughs> well, that's the most important thing that you have to do in Paris. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. And the wine. Yeah. And the wine. <laughs> so before we jump in, maybe if you could give a real quick sort of one minute elevator pitch of what Silex does in a nutshell, and then we'll jump into some of the meet on the bone and understand a lot more about its capabilities as we jump into the interview. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, well, yeah, I think on the on the maybe on the feature side, etc. How we work with our with our customers today, uh, the 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 rest of the podcast is going to answer that. Uh, but maybe yeah, just to to understand the big picture. Um, today's most mature purchasing departments have uh, S2P tools. Everyone knows that, which, uh, which makes it possible to digitize a, a certain number of processes, like uh, call for tenders, auctioning, contract procurement, et cetera, you name it. Uh, but they really don't have any tools that allow them to have a better knowledge of their supplier environment um, and access to smart data, qualified data, um, so that they can make the best decision at a, at a given time. So this is really what we do. Uh, you can see us as a, as, as a tool that helps um, helps large corporates to feed their uh, transactional systems with qualified data. One of the questions I had, the first question I had actually, because this is something that, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a computer scientist, I'm not an engineer. I often hear AI and machine learning used as synonyms, but, but they're not, are they? They're different. Can you just explain what the difference is? Yeah, of course. So first of all, so that, so that it's clear to, to everyone who's going to listen, uh, I'm not an expert <laughs> on the matter, uh, but it's true that, that uh, we, we develop uh, uh, these kind of technologies. So, so I'll try to give you some answers. Uh, the, the, the idea before everything is to, to understand what AI is. Um, 
it's true that it's a bit of a it's a bit of a of a buzzword today. Uh, everyone's talking about it, uh, and uh, and in the business world, uh, we all know that there are trends. So a few years ago, the trend was digital transformation. It still is, actually, more or less. Uh, now it's artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning, natural language processing, etc. Um, so on our side, we don't necessarily try to be part of that trend, uh, but we try to develop algorithms that allow procurement professionals to become more efficient, quite simply. So that's really what AI is. It's, you can sum it up to algorithms that are more or less evolved, by the way, and that allow to imitate human tasks. Um, machine learning, uh, on, the under, on the other hand, is a subdomain of art artificial intelligence. So to simplify, if AI is based on algorithms, uh, the concept of machine learning is to apply st statistical methods uh, to the algorithms to make them more intelligent. Um, the concept, really, the idea is to feed these algorithms with billions uh, of, uh, of pieces of data uh, so that they learn from this information. Uh, maybe a simple example. Uh, today, we, we, we talk a lot about uh, uh, facial recognition. Um, but for AI to be able to recognize faces, uh, they must be fed with millions of images of faces so that they can learn and be efficient. Um, so, the mach so machine learning is really based on the amount of data we're able to provide to the algorithms. And the more data there is, the better they will perform. That's something we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about uh, applied to, to purchasing and how that works applied to purchasing. And it's, it's just to get the basics really, because we hear all of this term terminology bounded around and I understand roughly what it means, but I had no real difference. I, I didn't mm. really understand the differences between the various types of terminology. And I certainly didn't know that machine learning was kind of like a, a, a subcomponent of of AI. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess as we say in English, every day is a school day. So, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, so, what you're saying is then, the more data you feed it, the more intelligent your system becomes. And exactly. I guess that leads on nicely then to the next question I was going to ask you, which is. Silex claims to allow procurement departments to work more effectively and more efficiently. So can you maybe walk us through a couple of examples of practical examples of how it can do this? Um, yeah, may, maybe to start uh, on that one, uh, to, to talk about the, the big picture a bit. The idea is that by aggregating billions of informations um, on supplier markets and on companies, being able to understand and process it and, uh, and allowing our users to access it easily, uh, we can quickly see that the possibilities are truly endless for purchasing departments. I mean, purchasing departments um, really know it today. It's these capabilities, the data capabilities, uh, that are key. Um, to simplify, maybe at every stage of the purchasing process, buyers needs, need to, to access simple information um, and access a lot of information to make the right choices. So the series of use cases that we, we develop uh, in this direction all uh, really aim at creating what we call uh, enhanced buying. Uh, so the, the enhanced buyer. This concept really refers to, to the ability for a buyer to make a purchasing decision knowing that he or she has analyzed all the information needed to make that decision. So maybe just quickly in terms of possible use cases, uh, the list is really long, but we developed a few today. So as I said, we work on supplier discovery. So that's really the ability to, to identify new suppliers based on a need, and that's completely automatic uh, at Silex. 
Um, also based on a, the same principle, we develop a cognitive sourcing functionality. Uh, so it's really uh, cognitive buying. Uh, it's not sourcing in terms of e-sourcing, cognitive buying. Uh, the idea is that for each purchase request, we're able to create a selection of supplier solutions uh, coming from the company's product catalogs, their preferred suppliers, their contracts, etc. So that immediately on a single platform, the users can have a consolidated view uh, of all the available supplier solutions that are internal to their company, but they're also able to challenge that with the solutions that are issued from the market. So it, so it can kind of do a mixture of both and it will look through an incumbent supply base either through existing contracts or, or legacy, legacy purchase orders, but you've also through, through Silex, you've got access to, to a wealth of other vendors that may be compatible based on the artificial, based on the artificial intelligence that, that the platform uses. Exactly. That's exactly that. And the idea is that we're plugged with the company's information. Uh, we'll maybe talk about that later. But yeah, so we can have a, a direct view of their product catalogs, their preferred suppliers, their contracts, uh, their vendors, anything. Um, but we also have the same information on the market. So the idea, if we come back to enhanced buying, the idea is really to give them every information that they need to make the right strategy. So then again, it's interesting because artificial intelligence is it's really that. The idea is not now, right now, is not for us to, to for the tech to make the decision. Uh, it's really just to give every information, access it simply so that the buyer can take that decision. It's something that's, we all know that, but for buyers, something that's extremely long <laughs> to do, to have all the right information before they make decisions. And with our clients, we see before using our technologies. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the time they take information, they take decisions, make decisions uh, without having scanned all the information that they could have. It's especially a common problem for categories or for items that are, that are not really well known or where the supply base is not known. I mean, if you're, if you want to source something like office supplies or spare parts or catering, then it's pretty easy to find out who those suppliers are. I mean, it would take a person more time to do that than a machine, but, but it's possible and it's relatively straightforward. But if you want to source something that's way more complex and perhaps the engineer knows of one supplier that can do it and, and you as the procurement person have to go out and get three bids, Mm. Uh, to do competitive bidding, maybe ha maybe you can walk me through how would then Silex use and leverage AI then to find uh, potential vendors? Maybe to answer that one, um, at Silex we actually use um, we were talking about machine learning. Uh, we use a machine learning technique that's called clustering. So basically, we're capable uh, of aggregating billions of pieces of information about companies worldwide. And then we assemble all of this data into what we call knowledge graphs. The idea is really to link companies on the one hand to concepts on the other. Um, and that helps us to have a very detailed understanding of what these companies do. Uh, these models also allow us to automate a lot of tasks for purchasing departments, such, such as when we were talking about supplier discovery, even on, on, on really complex, uh, maybe parts and pieces, et cetera. Um, so really technology allows us to match a purchasing need expressed by lag, by, by your natural language with a corresponding panel of suppliers. This supplier discovery use case actually was the first one we worked on. So it's, a, it's our historical uh, use case. We created Silex around that. Um, 
but now today we created several workflows that allow users to identify new suppliers. So maybe this is going to answer your, your question. Um, we have different workflows to identify new suppliers. So we have directories, which lists uh, all the companies in a specific geographical area uh, that are classified in a specific nomenclature. Um, and we have filters that are available. So the users, um, the, if the users only want companies that have a more than a certain turnover that are socially and environmentally responsible, for example. Uh, we then have a, a free search feature. Uh, that's a, a keyword-based search functionality, uh, which allows really a, a more specific scoping of companies and suppliers. So actually, this is, this is a second step uh, in understanding the market. Uh, and it even offers a possibility to create short lists, et cetera. Um, this one, by the way, we developed with the with the with the French uh, the French government. And then, to answer your question, when the buyer's need is more concrete um, and a purchasing project has been created, he can use what we call the automated sourcing feature that goes much further than the ones I just told you about. So, depending on the need that's written in the in the purchasing project, a panel of relevant suppliers is automatically created, and these suppliers are even notified that a buyer has a requirement. So the suppliers can register on Silex, exchange directly with the buyers using a very simple messaging page, et cetera. Of course, um, the, 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 the use of the platform is completely free for our suppliers. Uh, that's something that's very important for us. So there's a few different levels. The idea is that when we work maybe on really, really complex parts, the, the, the most project we have on that uh, if we if we uh, if we think of industries like uh, uh, the aerospace industry, etc., uh, most of the time the the buyers want our technologies to run on their own product catalogs because all of that is information that they already have. Okay. Yeah. So you see what I mean. So it, it, it so theoretically then depending on depending on what the buyer wants to do, whether he wants to go to market and source new suppliers or whether he wants to just put out an RFP to, to, to a list of existing suppliers who may be able to supply the product or service that, that, that he or she wants to go out and buy, uh, it can kind of do both things. So if it's, if it's looking to source something on the open market with a vendor that is not known to the company, is 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 all of that data in the public domain and you just use AI as a, as a means of, of scraping that and, and categorizing it and classifying it so as you can match the appropriate suppliers with, uh, with, with, the, with the appropriate buyers? Um, yeah, so maybe just to answer that concerning the data we use, uh, we can actually separate that into two big categories. The first category would be the data uh, that our client already has um, on his existing supplier network. So internal nodes, contracts, contacts, documents, product catalogs, etc. Um, then we can enrich all of that information with all the data that's important to them. So uh, financial data, compliance, CSR, innovation data. All of this data is updated in real time and enables them to have an up-to-date view of all the suppliers in the market. Um, the idea on the data is that we work, like you said, with open data. So Either if it's open data or uh, or private private data suppliers that help us to have the data in a specific zone, we have technologies that can help us list every company in a specific zone. And then, like I just said, um, 
we have data that helps us enrich the understanding that we have of that company uh, and also to, to have the specific data like financial compliance, CSR, et cetera. So when, when you're going to a customer and, and extolling the benefits of this as a tool, what, what do they normally want to see as the, uh, what's, what's their main objective? Do they, do they want to just free up buyer's time and increase productivity or are they looking at this as a tool to drive cost savings first and foremost? Well, it's it's actually quite 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 interesting. It's actually both, <laughs> um, and besides, we really think that the two are intimately linked. Um, on on the feature I was talking about just before, uh, to give you an idea, use leech such a process of in identification and qualification of suppliers takes about three weeks um, manually. This time is reduced to two hours for our customers. So obviously, uh, increasing productivity also generates internal savings. You know, um, right? Time is money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but in in terms of savings per se, uh, Silex allows buyers to gain an economic but also a non-economic performance. Um, actually, we understand the driver for procurement departments, uh, but for us, savings should actually not be an endpoint in purchasing right now. We see it with our customers today. The fact of buying better. Uh, is more and more important to them. I mean, the situation we're in today uh, with COVID is the result of 20 years of purchasing policies solely oriented towards cost reduction. Uh, that leads to fragmented supply chains, uh, suppliers on the other side of the world, and at the slightest events, it, 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 the slightest event, it's a domino effect, you know. So we also see that risk management, for example, takes a leap in trends, uh, actually. So to answer the question, buyers are allowed to automate their supplier searches, which saves a lot of time, but also to diversify uh, their supplier panels. So maybe just on the economy part, uh, an interesting study on the subject says that each new supplier added in a sourcing event represents 3.4% uh, of potential savings. So, and <laughs> okay. no, but it's true. And we clearly see this with our customers in terms of buying better as well, diversifying the panels make it possible to add uh, local, innovative, socially responsible companies, etc., uh, and that's really increasingly important for our for our clients. I mean, it, it is, I guess, if you do it the smart way. I mean, I think I would maybe push back on that and say that just adding heaps and heaps of new suppliers is not necessarily going to drive the price down. But if you're if you're the, using the a right, tool that the, can do that right in the smart way, exactly, yeah. And <laughs> and you raised a really good point. Just to take take a step back to the last point that you made before that with um with around with, with length and complexity of supply chains i mean i'm an advocate of this as my myself as someone that lives in eastern europe that i mm. i i don't necessarily think that when you look at total landed cost when you factor in the when you factor in that you know occasionally you may have to do an air freight because your supplier in china or india screws up on 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 lead time or or sends you parts that are poor quality when you factor in the additional logistical cost that you're going to have through having a, a longer supply chain and thus an increased risk, I think using tools like this together with you know someone in sourcing that can think outside the box a little bit and say, hey, instead of sourcing in China, let's let's have a look at Turkey or, or let's have a look at... I don't know, North Africa, for example, Egypt. Exactly. Um, and I think that can be that together, you know, the, the human that can, you know, you know, have that sort of knowledge and, and ingenuity to think outside the box and then have the machine that can do a lot of the, the hard work for them, I think is a fantastic combination together. 
Exactly, exactly. And we, we clearly support support that and think the same way. It's actually quite funny. During the COVID crisis, we work uh, a lot with the French government to help them identify suppliers that can uh, help during the crisis. Um, so obviously, in a, in a time of crisis, it's 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 ever so important to just be able to identify suppliers quickly, you know. The buyers don't have three weeks to do it. Um, and uh, we're working uh, with, a, with a partner of ours on a huge project of resourcing. So how can companies, uh, like you just said, how can companies identify suppliers uh, more locally, etc.? So that's really interesting to you and really proud actually to use our technologies to do that. So in terms of who you're who you're pitching this to as a as an ideal client, you know, based on based on complexity and and price of what it costs to to use Silex, is your typical client base or, or sort of acquisition strategy more towards larger corporates or, or or could it also maybe as a light light version help smaller or medium sized businesses that maybe don't have a sort of strategic centralized procurement mm. department? Well, well, actually, nowadays we tend to address large corporate corporates, uh, which uh, which already have a fairly mature procurement organization. But yeah. in the end, uh, it really depends on the project. Uh, with large corporates, we're generally working on longer projects, which require more integration. Uh, but we're actually also very proud to equip smaller, even tiny organizations. Uh, maybe to better understand, we talked about AI, we talked about data, but we didn't talk about software. So. Our solutions are really designed to be as simple as possible to use. Uh, the ergonomy uh, is something that's very important to us. It's really in, in our genes, actually, since the beginning, we co-design the solutions directly with our customers, which allows to create simple and fluid in interfaces, which is not always the case of all software and procurement. Um, so, so yeah, we, we have um, very high service usage rates, uh, and above all, we develop a platform that users are really happy to use. Uh, we, 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 we tend to say sometimes that we're our users' best friends. But, but, um, but yeah, Silex can also be used in a stand, standalone mode by smaller companies. And we're actually really uh, uh, an everyday, we're really an everyday tool for the buyers. So this is very important to us. Uh, we're actually really proud to know that very small structures work um, every day with very advanced AI and data technologies. So, so it can sit in the cloud as a standalone fu function, and it doesn't necessarily need to be integrated into into a company's legacy ERP system. No, no, yeah, yeah, completely. Um, well, this question is perfectly linked with the pre previous one, actually. Um, yeah, Silex is a SaaS, uh, which can be used in a standalone mode or integrated for our largest customers, like I was saying, um, within a purchasing workflows, so with other tools, et cetera. We have native APIs also that allow us to interface the tools in a very simple way with our customers' ERP, uh, their e-purchasing tools, et cetera. Um, maybe on that, yeah, today we have mainly three types of integrations. We have ERPs, uh, e-purchasing editors, but also data suppliers. That's really important. Um, and the third one, yeah, data suppliers is quite interesting for our customers because it allows them to aggregate all the company's data on a single platform and our systems update that data every morning. So, yeah, Sykes really have, has been designed around this idea of centralizing information, uh, it's having simple access to information. And we think that's really something that's increasingly important today.
so the data aggregation then is really it takes away a lot of the manual management of vendor master data if if a if a supplier's address or bank account or or VAT number changes, for example. Exactly. And it's entirely customizable. So on each supplier profile, we can show the data that's the most important for our client. Um, that's why the APIs are important. It's important to us to, for us to be able to connect directly with every data source that we have. Also, maybe on that, a point that's, that's really important, uh, in our vision anyway, is that all of this data is updated in real time. And that is so important in the world that we live in, in, in which we live today, because every um, the supplier markets move really fast. There is there's innovation everywhere, new new companies that that grow every day. And it's it's really important for the buyers to be able to have that information in real time. It's one of those things that lead to a lot of invoice problems down the line as well, because if there's not I mean, companies typically have a big, long tail of spend of suppliers mm. that they that they don't actively manage. And if they're changing their address or, or VAT number or bank account detail or payment terms and the customer doesn't even know, that often causes a lot of noise in the system with unpaid invoices and accounts being on stop, which then trickles down to the buyer and, and the buyer having to get involved with sorting out pretty basic, you know, $15 or pound an hour administrative tasks, which exactly. they're, not, they're not really being paid to do. So that, that I think, is a huge a huge advantage of the tool even even though it's not the main function that is as something that can save maybe not money but certainly save time and, and in turn that can then lead to buyers being able to do something more strategic exactly what what is next in terms of in terms of taking this forward because you're a fairly young company so are you going more now on a growth strategy or or are you or are you trying to add more more and more features to to the product uh, both actually were uh, yeah we were we, we we created the company in 2014. We're now 30 people in the team. Uh, we have a really strong traction in France. So maybe two things: we're continuing to 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 develop our features um, uh, in a way that 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 it can that it can continue to address strategic problems for our clients. The idea is that's the way that we develop features at Silex. Uh, we work directly in agile mode with our clients. So um, if it's so we can have and see the opportunity to take it a bit further, uh, we're going to do that with, uh, with our, with our clients, but directly with them. And also, yeah, exactly. Well, actually we met, we met James in, uh, in London at the beginning of the year. And, uh, that's, uh, that's what we want to do. We're trying to go global right now. Uh, we're starting to have really interesting discussion, discussions with uh, customers in, uh, in, uh, in Europe and, uh, and actually in, uh, in the UK as well. Excellent. So final question, Benoit, and this one's a really easy one. Um, <laughs> if anyone would like to connect with you and find out a little bit more about this or to arrange a demo, how's the best way to get in touch? They can directly get in touch on silex.ai, www.silex.ai. So silex is written S-I-L-E-X. Okay, that's pretty easy to remember. Don't even need to spell that out in the show notes. Okay, Benoit, it was a pleasure talking to you. I know, you know, I, I love these types of things because it, it just helps me learn what, what's out there and what technology can do for us these days. And uh, I really think this is the future. And if you're out there and you've got a very admin heavy 
purchasing department where you've got a lot of people that are spent doing day-to-day -day grunt work, something like this tool can really do the heavy lifting for you. I mean, there are other things out there on the market that do something similar. You know, this isn't a sales pitch for, for yeah, Benning's exactly. company, but, uh, but this type of technology now is becoming more and more commonplace. And as it becomes cheaper and as more as as more competitors come into this space it's going to make it more and more affordable for even smaller companies as you go down the line now so whereas now it may be mainly the domain of of larger corporates over time this is going to really come into the mainstream so if you want to get ahead of the curve and be one step ahead of your competitors i strongly advise you to do some more learning on what this type of technology can do benoit thank you for joining me all the best with your with your product and yeah hopefully we'll see each other again at a conference soon when we can fly and travel and drink beer together and all the things <laughs> that we enjoy doing <laughs> yeah exactly and maybe just a last word on what you were saying before uh, to, to learn about all of these companies that are doing great stuff and new stuff with data ai etc uh, we actually just made the the 50 to watch um uh, spend matters list. Uh, spend matters yeah yeah and uh and there's a lot of really interesting uh, companies in that 50 to watch list so so if you want to go to check that out, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, companies to discover. Okay. Thanks again, Benoit. Take care. And thanks for joining. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Benoit for coming on the show. And it really is fascinating to understand just what technology and artificial intelligence can do for us nowadays. It really is an insight into the future with all of these great guests that I interview. Just before we sign off, if you like the ProcureTech podcast, then please hop over to LinkedIn and follow our page or just go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show and subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. And not only that, we'll get to reach more people as well. All the best, guys. Take care. Chat to you again next week and speak to you soon. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the ProcureTech podcast. If you like the show, then please subscribe or even better, why not write us a quick review on Apple Podcasts? It would not only really make my day, but it would also help our mission to enable procurement and finance leaders to become more data-driven through the power of digital transformation.